San Francisco 49ers 38 to 10 victors in Mexico City on Monday Night Football in prime time. A thorough drubbing of the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers improving to six and four now on the season. This is a first place NFC West team. The biggest players, the biggest plays, and of course, some game balls for Monday Night Football in week 11. Coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I have a feeling Croc's throwing on his cowboy head. There we go. There we go. Styling it up is Eric Crocker. You can see him if you're live with us here on YouTube. This episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. There we go, Croc. That is some big time Croc swag right there. That looks natural on you. I think you've got to, first of all, where are you right now with all those cowboy hats in the background? Is 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 that going to be part of your repertoire <laughs> going forward? Because I like it. No, I'm at my buddy Malik's house. Uh, I'm just staying at his house uh, before I go to the airport in the morning. And he's definitely a black cowboy. So he likes riding bulls. He likes riding horses. He likes doing all the uh, yeah black cowboy type stuff. So he got all these black cowboy hats. I might throw on some of his cowboy boots in a minute. Yellowstone vibes for Crocky right now with the cowboy hat on, feeling a certain type of way after a big 38 to 10 win for the San Francisco 49ers. Thorough domination, start to finish, offensively, defensively in this game. Did it feel like even a bigger win? 38 to 10? It felt like the Niners put what 50 points up on the Arizona Cardinals in this game. It never felt like this game was in danger, even when the 40 and when the when the Cardinals hit that early field goal to take a three-nothing lead, the only lead they had in the game. Yeah, you know, watching that first drive, you're like, gosh, they're kind of moving the ball well. And that was one of the things I was worried about, you know, a little bit hearing, you know, watching the hard knocks, the end season, the hard knocks with the Arizona Cardinals. And they talk about Colt McCoy and he knows where to go with the ball. And you saw some of that on the first drive. And I'm like, gosh, here we go. But definitely 49ers got it together and they hit Colt McCoy early and often. And he had to keep picking himself up. Then all of a sudden the points started coming and it just coming in abundance and Debo in the end of the round. I've been waiting for the 49ers to run that play. When's the last time they ran that little end-around motion play with Debo Samuel to, to that? Like, that's the one they need to do. They're, they're running him between the tackles and doing all that between the guards. Stop running them there and do that little toss play because I feel like it works 98% of the time. He picks up big-time yardage. Yeah, that one and the the little tight end leak, right? Get the get get George Kittle going the other way. You get the you get the defense going this way. You get George Kittle sneaking out the other side. Big catch and run from George Kittle on that play. Those were some classic Shanahan, really successful plays that we saw. And uh, if we're giving away game balls, can we just start? Like, we're we're going to give some game balls later, but can we start with Kyle Shanahan, right? Facilitating all the playmakers. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, 
clearly two touchdowns apiece for George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk in this one, even though they only had six combined. They had six combined catches for four touchdowns, did George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Um, I, I th- it was so hard. We talked about is it. like you can't get all those guys the ball, all the playmakers the ball at the same time. And Kyle Shanahan was able to do it. No one running back got more than ten carries in this game, even though they carried the ball twenty eight times. So, um, I thought that was fantastic. Great way to spread the ball around for Kyle Shanahan. It seemed like everything he called worked to perfection. High efficiency offense. We're going to give some more individual player game balls, I think, out in this game. But I got to start with Kyle Shanahan. Great game plan. Whatever he called just seemed to work and really spreading the ball around to everybody in this game. When it comes to Kyle Shanahan, we talked about the play call and a lot of people have questioned it, but to me it had been more so of the execution. I think early and often in this game, the execution was on point. And when the execution is on point, nobody's complaining about the play calling. And when it looks like, oh, why do you run this? Why do you run that? Everything's on point. We had nothing to complain about. And it, it was awesome to see. I love the misdirection stuff and the uh, the second half, you talked about getting George Kittle wide open and let him do his thing on the run after catch. It felt like everything Kyle Shanahan game plan for the game, they executed at a high level. And you see the results of it, a lot of points. And we've been wanting that, right? We've been wanting that offensive outpour. We watched last game, 49ers beat the Chargers. And it was good. Okay, you know, you score more than your opponent. But, gosh, you know, you got all these weapons. Where's the points at? I think we saw them tonight. Your guy Greg Pinelli chiming in. He said he missed the prize picks this week because he had Ayuk with the yards, but it was Ayuk with the touchdown efficiency and not the yards in this <laughs> game. Just missed it. Good call though on uh, on on Ayuk doing big things. Odele Croc says Eric. Uh, hey, uh, Mayamo Crocky Soy de Stockton. <laughs> yes, I love that dude. <laughs> Absolutely love that. So speaking of coaching, let, let's let's keep on the coaching thing because I think that's a big aspect of this football game. Kyle Shanahan, A plus. D'Amico Ryan's A plus throwing another uh, another second half shutout. How many that's three shutouts in the row in the second uh, right in the second half? Three second half shutouts yeah. in a row for D'Amico Ryan's. Crazy. And on the other side, would you be shocked? And I'm not I'm not one to call for people's jobs, but would you be shocked if Cliff Kingsbury is fired on the plane home and he gets to U.S. soil and is not the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals anymore. With the way they're playing this season, with the way they play tonight in prime time, the way it feels like, you know, whether you're watching hard knocks or just watching guys on the sideline or whether whatever has been going on the last few years with with the Cardinals, it's felt really disjointed. Cliff Kingsbury, like whether it's this week or before the season's over, before that week 18 matchup, like is this the last time Cliff Kingsbury coaches the Cardinals against the 49ers? I wouldn't be surprised at all if we get the news that he's been fired and let go. You know, there's some kind of disconnect. And you talked about hard knocks and you see guys kind of bickering at each other and kind of questioning some of the things that the head coach is doing. And it's tough because this head coach is tied to this quarterback. Like that was his guy. He traded away Josh Rosen and it looks like that was the right (laughs) move to trade him away. And they've had some, like I said, some level of success with Kyler Murray in the sense of just turning this team around and, and making them at the very least a threat. But, you know, obviously not playing with your quarterback in this game, Kyler Murray, but they just look like a team that was not prepared. And I think that falls directly on the shoulders of the head coach and not just not prepared offensively. They were not prepared for anything that the 49ers were throwing at them defensively. Right. And, you know, we talked about it, right? The 49ers in execution. This is a two-way street, though, and you would want to see the other team kind of fight back. Not us, but, 
you know, just an Arizona Cardinals fan, you know, make this a game. And by the end of the third quarter, it was not a game. And we were getting ready to record the podcast and we were already chalking it up as a W for the 49ers. I felt that way at halftime. I was like, oh, man, the, the way this is going, I could see this in the second half. And even with a, a you know nice little start to the second half of the Cardinals, it was no uh, Niners keeping the foot on the gas, too. This wasn't uh, conservative Kyle either, which I love, which is why I give him the first game ball, give him an A-plus in this one. Love seeing that from, from Kyle Shanahan. Um, we've got to move along to some other subjects here. Uh, coaching clearly is something the 49ers won in this football game. What the the last point I will make on it, which really sort of solidified it for me, was especially on that last Kittle touchdown. It seemed like the Cardinals quit. And if I was an owner and I'm sitting in the box, and I know that everyone in the world, everyone prime time, everyone in the league, my colleagues are watching this game on Monday Night Football, and my team's quitting, doesn't want to tackle guys. That's when I start firing people. And so that's when it really popped in my mind, like this could be it for Cliff Kingsbury or they make a change of defensive coordinator, or maybe they want to go the opposite way, go Vance Joseph interim coach. Maybe he gives them something, although the defense wasn't playing great for the Cardinals either. So, and they haven't been all year, but they're a little bit undermanned in some spots as well. Uh, they're not in a good place. The 49ers are in a really good place. More key plays and players in this game. Let's talk game balls from week 11 Monday night football in Mexico city. Next. Today's episode brought to you in part by Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, whenever you want it, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles. We're talking big SUVs, minivans. You want to go for a family road trip. You can get that type of vehicle. Um, you've got a really special occasion. You want to roll up in style, a special event, a birthday, a holiday. You can get a luxury car or a classic car from a Turo host or you just need an economical way to get around from point A to point B. Maybe run some errands for a day. You can do that as well at Turo. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on. See how those things drive. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Many Turo hosts can even deliver that car right to you. So whatever kind of car you need for whatever reason you need it, you can get a Turo Vehicle, the world's largest car sharing marketplace, and every trip is backed by liability, insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. We talked a little bit about prize picks already. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. How easy is it? Well, you can make your selections in up to 60 seconds or less. It is that easy to make an entry at price picks withdrawals are super fast super safe super easy as well when you do win unlike our buddy greg who uh, seems to just be one pick off every time and it's so simple you pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry the more you pick the more it multiplies what your winnings could be no competing against other people either and you're not drafting a whole team of players remember you're just picking two to five players against those prize picks projections it's just you versus those projections available and price picks offers projections on any sport not just nfl even though there's a ton of projections on nfl you've got nba nhl pga college sports motor sports combat sports esports cricket euro basketball disc golf you name it you can find it any day of the week daily fantasy made easy at price picks 
So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers, your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. I will be featured on Locked On Sports today tomorrow morning talking about this big win on Monday Night Football by the San Francisco 49ers. The games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Croc. Game ball, Jimmy G. Number one game ball. Big Jim. Big Jim. Excuse me. Jimmy W. Big Jim. Big Jim Dub. 38 to 10. 49ers. Four passing touchdowns. I can't even think. When's the last time? Was it Arizona in 2019? The last time? When's the last he, time Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdown passes? In a game? He, he did it twice against Arizona in 2019. And I want to say the Saints game? Or was that three? But he just threw for over 400 yards. I think it was more yards than touchdowns thrown in that one. It might have been three in that game. Because I know he I know for sure he threw two to uh to uh my guy, Kendrick Bourne. Mm. Right, Mike Shields said no on the Saints game. So okay. yeah, it might have just been the two times against the Arizona Cardinals. So all his four touchdown games have come against the Cardinals. 20 of 29 passing, 228 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Zero interceptions, zero sacks. You're going to win a lot of football games if your quarterback throws zero, zero interceptions, gets sacked four times, let alone the four touchdown passes. 131.9 quarterback rating for Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy W, Big Jim in this game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has played his best football, including 2019, in my opinion, yeah. last month or so. And this is probably this is this is best game. This is Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo's best game as a San Francisco 49er. Yeah, I thought he played a very clean game. A couple throws, left my guy Debo Samuel out there to dry, trying to get him banged over the middle. But uh, aside from that, I mean, you talk about uh, the plays he was making, the timing, the rhythm, he was throwing passes. Uh, the late in the down, that's what I was most impressed. And I know a lot of people want to talk about the off-script play, and that was awesome seeing it now for two weeks in a row. Saw it against the Chargers. Now you see it against the Cardinals, that off-script big explosive play and that was something that you're missing from him now you're starting to get it but i'm even more impressed with him late in downs jimmy garoppolo is a guy who likes to play with timing and rhythm he wants to drop back get the ball out of his hands right now quick and not wait the longer in downs he gets you start seeing the happy feet you start seeing him kind of moving around and he's more likely to take a sack not only did he not take a sack, he's throwing strikes on third downs. Uh, one was for a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. And I think that was probably the most impressive thing I've seen from him because I'm just looking for like these uh, small kind of, I don't want to say small, I think it leads to like kind of a bigger performance, but these little benchmark things that he's doing that I see is kind of a little bit better than what he's done previously. And playing late in the downs, that's definitely something I took note of early and I saw it uh, later in the game as well. It's and I think those things go hand in hand with him throwing fewer interceptions and actually holding the ball a little bit longer. I think he had been forcing some things. And I think it was a him and Kyle thing where he was forcing to that read where he thought the play should go. I think he's holding on to the ball. And his turnover worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus, has been cut in half 
maybe I think less than half from previous seasons for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's actually holding on to the ball a little bit longer. He's waiting on that throw. He's not making that. For, and he's still forcing in some quick stuff and getting the ball out fast. That one between two defenders to Christian McCaffrey. The ball to, as mentioned here in the chat, to Brandon Ayuk. Um, he's making some big throws. He's he's make, dropping some dimes in between guys. But he's also making bigger plays because he's waiting a little bit and, and maybe making a second reaction play, which we haven't seen a lot of that since like 2017. So I think those things really go hand in hand with Jimmy Garoppolo and probably why he's playing his best football right now. And obviously much healthier than he was last year. Hopefully he stays that way down the stretch with the thumb and the shoulder. And, and right now the ball's right. coming out clean. The ball's coming out as hot as it has for Jimmy G. So I love everything about how Jimmy Garoppolo is playing right now. And he's got as many healthy playmakers as he's ever had as quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. All right, we've been wanting them to use those guys, and I like the way they spread the ball out today. What it like for my guy Ayuk to get a few more catches for me and my prize picks higher on his uh, uh, you reception had it too. total? You had, it. You had it on the dude. Uh, it's all about touchdowns, dude. He's like the new uh, Michael Irvin. All he does is catch touchdowns. It, nah, he's like crazy. the uh, Jerome Bettis at the end of his career, where he just kept having like a whole bunch of one yard touchdowns. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, it's crazy, but uh, and it's funny because. You see, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdowns. He only he only completed twenty passes for two hundred twenty eight yards too. You know, this wasn't like a, a four hundred yard passing game. And he only com- what's crazy is he only completed passes to four different guys. Yeah, two to Ayuk, both touchdowns. Four to Kittle, two of those were touchdowns. Seven to McCaffrey, seven to Debo, and that's it. Yeah. A couple of targets to Ray Ray, or one target to Ray Ray, two targets to Juwan Jennings. What do you think about the uh, the non call on the pass interference on the first drive to Juwan Jennings? I thought initially it looked like he kind of got pushed in the back, but after watching it, you know, a couple times in slow motion, I don't think the hands on the back did it. I, I think the feet got tangled up. So yeah. that's one of those where I feel like <laughs> if it was the 49ers, it probably would have went a different way. But I could see either way, you know, if, whether they called it or didn't call it, I, I would have understood the call. And watching it on replay, I understood why they did not throw the flag. I know a lot of people wanted that flag, though. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it uh, Especially, like, live, it was like, oh, there has to be a flag. Why are they not throwing it? You saw how their t- feet got tangled up. And also, like, Jennings is not the fastest receiver either. So Wilson, once he was beat, just ran right up his back. And catch well, Wilson. Up, you know? Do, do you remember his numbers coming out like he, his he was, pro day? Yeah, Cause he had like, he was from Florida. Right. And he had some crazy off field stuff, which is part of the reason why he fell. No, I think it was on draft. field. He remember he threw the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> through the, through the cleat. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, 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 LSU yeah. And, yeah. And, but he, he put up crazy number. He was, he ran like four threes or something, didn't he? Yeah. Four and, three. And his his vertical jump. His vertical jump might've been like 45 inches. His broad jump was like 12 feet. I mean, it was like some crazy numbers I've never seen. And you can maybe manufacture the 40 time, but when the vertical jump was as high as it was and the broad jump was, I mean, it's like, this guy's just explosive. So yeah, he effortlessly caught back up to Jawan Jennings, who obviously isn't fast. And like Jawan Jennings was trying his hardest. That little extra move he gave in the route too is like, oh dude. So that's a half step, right? So essentially what a half step is, is as you take off, when you take quote unquote a half step, uh, the corner usually reacts to it. And by the time the corner reacts to it, you're going again. So you see guys like Devontae Adams, he does he has a terrific half step and it works extremely well. 
uh, unfortunately for Jawan Jennings, he wasn't able to really explode out of that. And uh, I think that's what caused the lack of separation. Now, just think, if he was a step faster, you know, maybe he doesn't get tripped up and the ball hits him in the hands. And there was right. another one in the end zone that kind of went through Jawan Jennings' hands a step faster, right? And a lot of people say, oh, 40 times doesn't matter. But I think when you run a 4-7, it starts to get a little bit harder. You got to be a little bit more perfect. It reminds me of throwing to my son, right? Like when I'm throwing to like these kids, they're not fast and they can't really change pace. It's like once the ball is in the air, it just is what it is. And they don't know how to run underneath the ball. And that's kind of what it looks like with Juwan Jennings. You have to be a little bit more perfect when your throws downfield to him. He's got nice uh, catching radius, which is good. So you can be off with your throw and he's got good ball skills. Maybe some of the best ball skills of 49ers wide receivers, which I like. But yeah, the separation is is not necessarily going to be there all the time, especially down the field. Just you could see it. He's trying to hit that gear. It just that doesn't exist for him. And Marco Wilson absolutely has that gear. So he like ran straight up his back once he was in catch up mode on that play. But I like the no call. And there were some no calls the other way too. And a clean game with only four interceptions just made the game a lot more fun to watch. It was a really really fun game to watch. And it's always more fun when the 49ers are putting thirty eight points up, uh, and the Cardinals are only putting up. 10. All right, more game balls. We'll finish up this episode of Locked On 49ers next. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or uh, maybe a little bubbly for the holidays. Perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a from a friendly guide and all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and more curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas, visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. Be 21. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, statistics, news, and analysis this season. The 49ers blew away the uh, the eight-point line that they were favored in this game in Mexico City. And wow, uh, this was an extra freebie home game like they've had a couple this season, well, 10 home games for the 49ers when you consider Los Angeles and now Mexico City that were away games on the schedule. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. So not just NFL lines, although there is a ton of NFL lines and props and futures at Bet Online. You've got basketball, NBA, soccer, esports. Got it all at betonline.net. Even Vegas casino games as well. While you're betting on sports, you can go play a little blackjack, a little bit of poker in between at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to BetOnline, the website, your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we've got Kyle Shanahan, we got Jimmy G, we got second half D'Amico that's just throwing shutouts left and right. Uh, there's a lot of other guys that I think deserve some game balls in this one. Can't give game balls to necessarily everybody, but who's at the top of your list for game balls in this one, Crop? I have to say the offensive line. You talked about Jimmy Garoppolo not getting sacked. They kept him clean. The running lanes, especially for Elijah Mitchell, sprung off some nice runs. Uh, them getting out front, blocking for Debo Samuel, them getting out front blocking on some screen plays. I thought the offensive line played extremely well. And anytime your quarterback's not really getting hit and definitely is not getting sacked, I think that uh, that calls for a game ball for sure. And not just because Jimmy Garoppolo is getting the ball out of his hands quick, but more so because, man, they gave him time to uh, make plays and create off script, laying down throws. A lot of that has to go to the offensive line in their play. Luan 
says no man should brag about how good another man looks. I disagree. He must not have the the YouTube video of how good Croc looks right now. First of all, uh, and as Shaq Max says, game ball to Croc's look rocking it. I agree. Jimmy G looked amazing. He looked amazing pregame in the suit. He looked good on the field. So many 49ers look good out there, uh, bringing the swag just like Croc is post game right now. So Luan totally disagree with your take there. A uh, good call with, with the offensive line too, Croc. Cause I wasn't even thinking that cause all the points, the 49ers put up on the board, all the playmakers, but yeah, Zero sacks. Anytime you get zero sacks, you got to throw something the offensive line's way, and and the the offensive line doesn't get to you know put up their own statistics. So that is the one statistic they get, and the other statistics they get is how about this five point seven yards per carry as well for mm-hmm. the 49ers ground game. Elijah Mitchell nine for fifty nine, six point six yards per carry. Christian McCaffrey seven for thirty nine, five point six yards per carry. Debo's averaging twelve yards per carry because he had three catches or three rushes for thirty seven. He had the big one that was that went for thirty nine yards and the touchdown. Jordan Mason got in there at the end of the game with Ty Davis Price, by the way, a, a healthy scratch, right, for TDP. So Jordan Mason was the third running back in this game. Got a little garbage time with Brock Purdy who actually carried third the round ball. pick at the end it's, uh jordan mason four rushes for 14 yards one for four yards for kyle use and of course i mean how perfect is jimmy garoppolo with his qb sneaks one one rush for three yards there as well so not only five not only a perfect uh record of protecting your quarterback zero sacks for zero yards on the night for the offensive line how about 5.7 yards per carry so i think the big and man enjoying some margaritas tonight that's including three carries from Brock Purdy, uh, likely a couple at the end where he's taking a knee. Yeah, the one where he he turned the wrong way, and I don't know if it was on him or on Mason, but they were like, uh, okay, I guess I got to carry the ball right now. Yeah, but the, the, the kneels at the end too, I mean, that that's going to take away from your yards per carry average. So I'm going to go George Kittle. We called him out pregame. He has to have a big game. You got to feed George Kittle. Six targets, four catches. I mean, we, we're talking about 10 targets for him, but – Look, if two of those four targets go for or two of those six targets go for touchdowns, now we're starting to talk, making big plays after the catch. George Kittle, when you see the usage of everybody else getting the ball, I just felt really good about the usage. Everybody touching the ball, everybody contributing. When you're scoring that many touchdowns, too, you get a couple from Kittle, you get a couple from IU, you get uh you get one from Debo as well. I, I think all that stuff is really important. I think morale is really high with the 49ers putting up all these points and, and seeing everybody get used, but Kittle was a little bit upset by his usage during the week, as he should be, and he should get even more targets than six. But uh, I loved the usage here. Some big plays, two touchdowns for George Kittle, game ball George Kittle, heart and soul player. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Like the two plays that George Kittle made, like those are really nice special plays. Now I know on the the, uh, extended play from Jimmy Garoppolo, then he kind of goes up, he's on the same page, he gets it. But then he makes like two guys miss, then he outruns guys and high steps into the end zone. Those are the things that happen when you look to get him the ball. And that's why I say he needs more targets. Not just to, oh, well, he's a terrific tight end, get him the ball. It's when the ball's in his hands, he's capable of doing some very special things. The second touchdown that he had, very special. That is very rare of tight ends to get the ball in space, be able to outrun guys, break tackles, run guys out of their form and race to the end zone. So when I, when I'm talking about getting him his targets, it's because the more targets he gets, the more opportunities for things like that to happen. Brash Cat in the chat wants to know if you're wearing the matching chaps with your cowboy hat, Croc. 
Uh, maybe next time. Right okay. now, I got the matching uh, Crocs. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and shorts. That is an odd look. You probably shouldn't have shown what was going on in the bottom half there. Your swag rating dropped a little bit there. No, uh, I love the Crocs. Uh, I love the. We got to get you that Croc. That, I mean, that spokesmanship for, for Crocs. I'm, I'm waiting on them. I'm waiting on them. Man, sport mode. Let's go. 49ers offense is ranked number one in DVOA since acquiring Christian McCaffrey. Croc, you think that's a coincidence? Do you think Christian McCaffrey is making that much of a difference uh, aside from the game where he scored three touchdowns? Is just having him on the field, that extra weapon, did they really need that extra weapon, even if he's not getting the ball, to, to make the defense respect more area on the field, basically? I think just him being a safety blanket and a lot of his catches, what he had seven catches in his game, a lot of those came, I would say maybe three of those were designed. Outside of that, it was he was just an outlet. He was a check down and he just makes something happen. So uh, I mean, you know, we talked about the benefits of having him on the field and would they throw the running backs? Well, clearly Jimmy Garoppolo has made a conscious effort to know exactly where Christian McCaffrey is going to be late in downs and then get the ball in his hands. Yeah, Steven says, Kyle keeping fantasy owners happy, too, by spreading the ball around. Yeah, getting a little touchdown here, touchdown there, because you need those scores. We're not getting high-level receptions in your PEPR leagues. You need to get those uh, those yeah. those touchdowns. That helps a lot. Uh, yeah, the dump-offs. Like, I, I, I don't know why Kyle – That was I, I was a little bit worried about how Kyle was going to use Christian McCaffrey, too, and I loved seeing the usage recently. Some people didn't like how he'd been out-carried by, by Elijah Mitchell, but I love that. Let Elijah real quick, and again, two games in a row, Mitchell leads the 49ers in rushing. So yes, yeah. And, and let him close out the games. Like give him the tougher carries. He, he brings a little bit more thump than Christian McCaffrey does. I love seeing Christian McCaffrey line up in the backfield, motion out into the slot. He's so hard to cover out there. Uh, and even just the dump off stuff. You know, it, it's I don't think it's amazing world beating production when you dump the ball off to a running back, but it's something the 49ers, whether it's Jimmy or Kyle or both together. The 49ers hadn't utilized their running backs. And we had talked about that the week leading up to Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers. It's like, I feel like something missing from the 49ers offense. They don't utilize their running backs at all in the passing game. They need to throw the ball more to their running backs, even if it's just check down stuff. And, and that stuff's valuable. Get a few yards here and there. I think it's a great safety blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo to not have to force stuff and throw interceptions. So uh, I love that. I think that's really helped Jimmy Garoppolo. And maybe you don't even see it as much in, in the explosive plays, but just Jimmy knowing that there's a guy there that that now he feels really comfortable throwing to in Christian McCaffrey. And that Kyle, you know, I think every like Kyle and Christian McCaffrey and, and Jimmy Garoppolo just coming together and, and understanding this about their team is pretty helpful for the 49ers. So Christian McCaffrey for sure has has helped. But um, I don't know if he's the sole reason the 49ers are suddenly number one in DVOA. Yeah, uh, we've talked a lot about positive things so far. How are you feeling about Jimmy Ward's play? He did have the interception. But between Jimmy Ward, Traverius Ward, it, it was kind of weird where you see some good plays, uh, you know, especially tackling. And they talked about Traverius where they're like, oh, man, he's doing an excellent job tackling. And I'm like, well, yeah, you pay him to cover, though. And I see uh, a guy by the name of DeAndre Hopkins with like 100 catches right now. So uh, Ward, solid, played well. But, man, I, I feel like I was just looking for a little bit more, really from both Wards. Yeah, Ward, 
has not quite been the guy that we saw in training camp. He's been really good. He's really physical out there. He's a good tackler. But there is, I feel, I, I feel what you're saying, Croc. There is something missing there, and, and I, I feel it in the vibe from Jimmy Ward. I don't think the slot is necessarily the right place for him. Um, I, I think he should be the free safety uh, at all times, and I mean, not at all times. You move him around. You can do a lot of those things, and I like seeing the interception from him. He's got the hand injury as well, but. Yeah, I, I, and I'll always defer to you, Croc, when it comes to the DBs too, but I, I do feel like there's something that's just a little off with Jimmy Ward since he's come back from the injury this year. It, he looks like someone that, and again, I'm always going to go back to his original comments saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a team player for the rest of the year, just trying to get through this year, and it just felt like someone who like, doesn't want to have to be in the slot. He would probably prefer to be a little bit more uh, at safety and then move around if need be. Okay, you need me to play man on this snap in the slot, sure, but have to play out there in space in the slot uh, away a little bit more away from some of the action that he's used to. I think that's the part where it's like, all right. And then Traverius Ward, there was a play where he gave up, um, there was an out route, and I want to say it was probably on third down. When you out the cornerback position, uh-oh, what just happened? I don't know. You you kind of like broke up for a second, and then the screen flip-flopped on us. That was, uh, that was, yeah, that was weird. But uh, when a receiver takes a mandatory outside release, that typically means something's coming to you from number two. And they ran a, a go route on the outside, trying to pull the corner just a little bit. And what do you know? An out route comes. I'm like, gosh, Traverius Ward, you got to know that. Why, why is that receiver fighting so hard to get a mandatory outside release? And you're in cover two. Your eyes should 100% already be on two. Now, he ended up making the tackle, and there wasn't any yards after catch opportunities, but that, that could have been a potential, you know, interception. Like, you got to read that. Where it's like, why are they trying to do this? Oh, of course this is why they're trying to do it. And they they want to throw this out route to this guy at the sticks. We got to go here pretty soon, Croc. What about young Sam Womax getting a lot of love in the chat for a, a potential game ball here? Do you think he should be the guy that's starting in the slot and Jimmy Ward be in the, the free safety full time? Can we give uh, Samuel Womack a game ball for not just the interception, but the great special teams play on like two yard line? So we watched Tavarius Ward. I mean, Tavarius, Tavarius Moore, excuse me, getting all these little names mixed up. Moore. He kind of like caught the ball, then like kind of drifted, stepped in the end zone. Yeah, well, that was the, the turf, I think, gave way. He tried to stop yeah. and you see the mark where the turf gave way and his toe just barely made it in. I, I don't even put that as much on on more, although maybe he could have come into it a little bit more just under control. Knock it back or in, it back sooner. Yeah. No, just knock it back in play. And yeah. we watch Womack, what'd he do? Bloop, knocked it back in play. So that was mm -hmm. a great play, even more so than the interception. But he's a guy that's just always around the ball. We identified that early in training camp or in preseason, excuse me. Once you saw him get the two interceptions against Green Bay, I'm like, okay, you know, great, great plays, great job. Then he goes into the next game. What does he do? He knocks the ball away, gets intercepted. Then in the last preseason game, he recovers a fumble. And I'm like, dude, this is just somebody that is going to always be around the ball and make plays. And then he plays in the uh Bronco game forces a fumble in that game. And then now you see him with the interception, albeit the ball was thrown right to him. But 
playmakers make play, and they're just always going to be in the right position. And uh, it was cool to see him get that interception. Would be nice to see him get a few more reps defensively. And I can't wait to dive into this film and actually see exactly how he did because he did get a decent amount of snaps on defense on the outside. Uh, great call by Gammon here. Reminded me of the quote from Steve Young a few weeks ago about being grave diggers and digging graves. And look, they've already got one head coach fired. Did they just get another head coach fired tonight by the way they're playing? You want to be that team. That's the that's the old dynasty 49ers mentality, right? Like, we're going to bury you guys. And we're, we're going to beat you so bad that your owner is going to want to fire your head coach because we beat you that bad. Right. The 49ers are, are trying to get back to that. And they're a physical team. And uh, it, it did really look like the, the Cardinals in some some ways kind of quit in this game. Last game ball. Great call in the chat by Scott here. I saw it a, a couple other times as well. Kevin Givens was all over the place. Getting in the backfield multiple times in this game. Uh, so was Nick Bosa. Uh, Givens sack deserves some love. He got up the middle so quick. Yeah, he looked like he was shot out of a cannon there. And we haven't talked enough about how good the defensive side of the ball was. We talked about D'Amico. But, um, you know, how about some of the uh, the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball? Two tackles for loss, a sack for Kevin Givens. Uh, there was two tackles for loss and a sack for Fred Warner. The way Fred Warner ran down Colt McCoy after he got away from the Talanoa Honga. Uh, he closed pretty fast, huh? Yeah, crazy fast. So, um, you know, a lot of good, a sack, another sack from Nick Bosa, just fantastic all the way around three quarterback hits for Nick Bosa in this game. I mean, he's just as consistent as it gets. Nick Bosa is on, on the defensive side of the ball. So really all around good game by, by the defense, um, really on all three levels for the 49ers. Yeah, they're flying around. And I do, you know, before we get out of here, want to say one thing in defense of Fred Warner, and I know, Looks like these guys give up, you know, a lot of catches. But the 49ers, they do a lot of spot dropping. They keep things in front of them and they close quick. So if you see uh, Fred Warner, the nearest defender, right? Because there's that stat, nearest defender and, you know, the reception, he probably will be there a lot and gives up a high percent of the catches. But a lot of them are very harmless. I'd say, you know, they're like four-yard passes where he closes extremely quick and makes a tackle right there with no yards after catch. You think the 49ers looked uh, like, like a little uh, – because early in the game, it seemed like they are kind of sucking wind. But do you think the, the Colorado Springs trip helped? Did you, did you feel like the 49ers were kind of just like running the, the Cardinals out of the building there? They won. So, and I'd say they won big, you know, yeah. towards so the end of the game, they yeah. looked to have a lot more energy. You talked about the game where – or the play where people gave up on George Kittle's touchdown maybe they were just sucking wind and didn't have any more energy so uh, maybe it worked going to Colorado in the snow <laughs> last one here good call and we 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 wondered about the Brian Greasy thing in training camp and earlier in the season and and things were kind of weird Brian Greasy do you think he's a big factor in in how Jimmy Garoppolo is playing and being the conduit between Kyle Shanahan and the quarterback being the quarterback's coach maybe Brian Greasy has a future in this you know, it, it was always about being able to relay what Kyle Shanahan wants. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo hearing things directly from Kyle didn't really sit well with him. But now it's like, all right, it goes from greasy or it goes from Kyle to greasy, greasy to Jimmy G. And maybe that helps a little bit more. Fantastic stuff. Thanks, everybody, for jumping into the chat. I uh, see so many of you out there. We still got 600 with us live right now. Super pumped after a big win. Mexico City, Monday night football. 
Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you want more of Croc or I, check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft Daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am co-host of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show daily about the entire league. Croc and I, no Winky Wednesday, by the way, guys. This week, we'll be back for our crossover Thursday with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. Happy holidays, everybody. So thankful for all the listeners out there. We really appreciate you. We will be back with you guys for that Thursday crossover right here. Locked on 49ers.